Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and thanks for listening. This is the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Networking Live Worldwide from our studios here in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And we're talking books today with award-winning author Grace Blair. Her book is Einstein's Compass, and it's a young adult novel, and it's being compared very favorably to uh, another book that you may have heard of, or a series of books, the Harry Potter books, of all things. It's, uh, you know, one teenage science whiz and another, a young Albert Einstein, and how he came up on his theories of, uh, relativity and space and time, and we welcome Grace Blair to the Burke Allen Show. Hey, Grace, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you being on with us, and congratulations on all the success on Einstein's Compass. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate being here. Well, I have to ask you, what is it that drew you to this idea? Where did, did it, that, that light bulb come off and you say, you know, I'm going to write a fictional story about a young teenage Albert Einstein. How did that come to you? Well, I looked at young Albert. He wasn't always famous. Most people don't know that. He was a young boy who was given a compass when he was a young, uh, by his father when he was very sick. And that compass actually put him on the path to the discovery of relativity some 20 years later. So I, I wondered, what if he really had help from another place because let's face it young albert lived in germany during the horse and buggy days and there was no one around that could teach him what he began to learn so i wondered what if he was really from atlantis his soul was actually from another place in time and he was trying to remember what he did back then and that just took me on a whole new journey of what Albert could have discovered, because let's face it, his discoveries are still influencing us to, today, hundreds of years later. So that's what really drew me to it, was a simple story about a young boy who takes another journey into a different time and place and has an evil brother that tries to steal his compass, uh, becomes a doppelganger. I mean, there's a dragon in here. It's a big story. The book we're talking about is Einstein's Compass, and you can find out more about it at einsteinscompassbook.com. Of course, available at uh, amazon.com and bookstores everywhere. It's an award winner, best book award winner from the American Book Fest, and Grace Blair is the author. So this is it's a time traveler adventure. It's targeted towards teens. There's lots of interesting things that happen in there uh, where uh, the young Einstein travels through time and space and and you talked about the lost city of Atlantis, and there are evil forces in there, and this, this magical compass, and uh, there's a shape-shifting dragon. So lots of cool stuff. But I'm sure along with the fantasy elements of this book, you did some research on, on Einstein. And I wonder um, if, if you learned anything about Einstein or the young Albert Einstein that surprised you when you were researching the book. Yes, I discovered that Albert learned how to do thought experiments when just before he went to the College of Polytechnic. He spent a year in Aral, Germany, 
with a small group of students and a very enlightened professor, Professor Wintler, who was teaching young people how to use their heart, their head, and um, their hands in creating new things. So this expanded uh, Albert's ability to use his creativity, his mind. Today, what we, what we might call meditation, he called thought experiments. So he would use his mind, and in his mind, he would uh, mock up ideas and thoughts. And this is really what, what expanded his ideas into where he was able to put more things in there and came up with relativity. So he would sit around with his friends, and they would do what if, and they would do all these creative thought experiments. Uh, and I thought I wanted to really bring that out, especially to young people today who are thinking about doing things and they get stuck in their mind, because it's not in the mind that we actually do creative thinking. It's more comes within the heart, within the interior part of your creativity. And this is where I live. I actually wrote Einstein's Compass in scenes in my mind. So I kind of thought, well, Albert was doing this way back then. And I think we could learn from this, because he also said creativity is, is actually intelligent thinking and that's what he was doing during his thought experiment and I wanted to, to bring that out and I wrote exactly what Dr. Whitler did with the students in a chapter in the book where Albert is sitting there with the students and he's taking them through the process of what thought experiments are. I think that's just so powerful and it's a driving force in the story. The story is Einstein's Compass. The author is Grace Blair. She joins us on the Burke Allen Show. And if you'd like to be a part of the program, our number is 516-418-5635, 516-418-5635. Now, this book is being compared by some folks to the Harry Potter series. That has to make you feel great. I wonder what young people who've read the book tell you about Einstein's Compass. What, what's their feedback? Oh, they love it. They want more. Um, the reason why I wrote it, for the Harry Potter audience is because it takes, us a, it takes us into a spiritual dimension of angels and light um, where Harry Potter is talking about um, the, the dark magic. I'm talking about the light magic. So I wanted to inspire young people to think about what is light and what is relativity and how, the, how does that really affect us on a daily basis. So this is really... The, the reading level is the same as Harry Potter, and for those, young, uh, for those parents who are looking for Lexile-rated books or librarians, it is Lexile-rated 860, just like Harry Potter, and also The Hunger Games. So it's a very intelligent book for smart kids and for adults who really enjoy um, a scientific adventure. And, real, and it's got a lot of details about Atlantis, about Albert's life, the historical uh, society, of London really loves this book because I, I took 20 years of Albert's real life and put the science fiction fantasy over it. So yeah, you can take this adventure. It's wonderful. And I'm getting young people saying that um, they really loved the, the uh, fact that Albert was a young boy and he took us this adventure and they see themselves in this. They love reading about Atlantis because they didn't know about that. They didn't know about his history either. And a lot of people are learning about Albert, his young life from this book. Einstein's Compass author Grace Blair is our special guest today. You can find out more about the book, of course, at Amazon.com. And 
And uh, the website for the book, if you'd like to log on and learn more about it, is einsteinscompassbook.com, einsteinscompassbook.com, and Einstein's Compass, an American bookfest.com best book award winner. Congratulations on that. You know, it seems like that in the last several years, things have changed uh, in a good way for young people, whereas maybe a generation or two back, kids that were into reading or kids that were into science uh, you know, were perceived as, as the nerdy kids. Or, uh, they weren't as popular as the athletic kids, but there's been a real you know, seeming shift in that in the world, and, and I wonder how you feel about that. It seems to me that's a good thing. I think it's a wonderful thing. J.K. Rowling has done a lot for young, young, young adults to get them reading again. And um, the Hunger Games, um, all the Harry Potter books, the, um, the fantasy books that, we, that these kids are involved in, it gets them to thinking with their creative mind. We have to get into books so that creativity can happen. I know when I was a kid, I read a lot. There wasn't television. We didn't have social media and all the distractions that we have today. And kids need to learn how to use their creativity, and books can do that. And so books like mine, Einstein's Compass, with your history and science fiction fantasy, creativity of how to put words together. And for some people who have a difficult time reading, you can take a Kindle, which is the Amazon product, and an audio book. And Einstein's Compass is in an audio book. It's really uh, well done by an actor who did um, all the voices of young Albert in his German accent, and all the characters have different voices. So you can take the Kindle and the audio book, and you can use them together and listen to the book and read at the same time. So it does help people who have um, a little bit of hard time reading. Um, they can take both of those, or you can just listen to the audio book, which will also entertain you for eight, more than eight hours, especially if you'd like to travel, if you're on vacation, and the family likes to take audiobooks in the car with them, this is a really good book to take on a trip uh, for vacation for the family. So I think young people today are really needing more books um, rather than the books that we used when we were kids. They're still in the, in the high school today, and kids are bored. They need something that has some relevance to their life. Uh, they have video games and all of these um, CGI things on TV. And so the old books are just boring. But my book really comes alive. I wrote each scene like you would see it in a movie. So you get to see what the dragon really looks like and what the angels and how um, Albert interacts with these different dark people. Because he does. He does come up against some really evil stuff in the story. It sounds great. The book is Einstein's Compass, and I love the idea of the audio book. You know, if, if you see a group of, uh, of teenagers in the back seat of an SUV, most of them will have their earbuds in and their face down in their phone or their Kindle. And if you've got a great audio book, then uh, that certainly is probably preferable to some of the other things they could be listening to. Hey, I want to ask you about uh, uh, Pi Day. March 14th every year, of course, is Pi Day. That's, you know, when you celebrate the mathematical constant of Pi but also, that happens to be an important date for Albert Einstein. Why is that? Why, what's the, the connection between Pi Day and Einstein? Well, Albert was born on March 14th, 3.14, March 14th. So it coincides with the, um, what Pi is all about. 
and that's the, that's the diameter and the radius of the book of a, of a, of a circle. So that's the day that Albert was born. And when he went to teach at Princeton university every year at the university, they had pie day, but they also celebrated it with pie P I E with the, the pies that you eat. So it became a real fun experience uh, for everybody to celebrate Albert Einstein, uh, his theory of relativity. And also, so it's an international event. And this Saturday is, um, or the day of his birthday is coming up and um, everybody will be eating pie. It'll be all over social media. And I'm getting out there to do what I can to celebrate his birthday being 3.14 March 14th. I think I'll have a slice of pie on you and on a young Albert Einstein. The book is Einstein's Compass, and the author is Grace Blair. And uh, writers, listen up. When we come back after the break, I'm going to talk about the craft of crafting a fantasy story like Einstein's Compass with award-winning author Grace Allison Blair next on The Burke Allen Show. Hang on. Over 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like, ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now, you can be a part of the experience live. Landau Eugene Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Ain't that a kick in the head? You're America's Got Talent winner. I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my Live, live. Performing classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. Uh, the one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. For concert dates and more information, log on to LandauMurphyJr.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Burke Allen Show. Our number, 516-418-5635. We're talking books today with the award-winning author of the new young adult fiction novel, Einstein's Compass. The book uh, is, is winning awards, and it's uh, a fictional look at a young teenage Albert Einstein and, and the shenanigans he gets into in the lost city of Atlantis. And there's time travel and angels and dragons and lots of fantasy elements. The book has been compared to uh, the Harry Potter series, the Hunger Games series, and the Grace Blair joins us on the Burke Allen show, Grace, when you sit down to write a book that is covering an awful lot of ground, like Einstein's compass, I'm curious as to, to how, how you begin a task like that. Uh, Do you have an idea and then begin with the end in mind? Do you start writing and see where the story takes you? Take us through the process of writing Einstein's compass. Well, actually uh, Einstein's compass covers 20 years of Albert's life. I, I knew we all know that he discovered relativity. That was the end result. How I got there, I wasn't sure. But I wanted to take uh, time elements of his life and put them in a story form that I put over the science fiction fantasy. So um, uh, Mr. Isaacson's book, Walter Isaacson's, his book on Einstein was very helpful uh, as I dug into his real history. There's a lot of stuff on the internet about Einstein. I also have an Einstein encyclopedia 
that gave me a great deal of, of detail. So I, I took certain time, certain elements of his real life, and then I took uh, stories of Atlantis, um, of Edgar Casey, who was the um, spiritual prophet of Atlantis. Edgar Casey lived during the turn of the 19th century and was someone who, through dreams, would uh, tell people their past lives. And a lot of his books, uh, written by Doug Simpson, had scenes of Atlantis in them. So I contacted Doug, the author of the book, uh, of uh, Atlantis books, and he pointed me toward the history of Atlantis according to Edgar Cayce. So I put those in and expanded it to where Albert not only was from Atlantis, but he had an evil twin brother. And his soul name in Atlantis was Arca, and his brother's soul name is Raka. So they were really um, part of the spiritual Atlantis that people today think of the Garden of Eden, which was 10,400 B.C., according to um, Edgar Cayce. So I took a lot of this history and, and laid it over um, in a time period and also included biblical history. One of the characters in the story is called the Shamir. The Shamir stone goes back to the time of Solomon. Solomon built his temple using the Shamir stone. This is really true. I was so excited to find out the supernatural being was actually from beyond time, and Solomon used it because God told him he could not use any uh, weapon of war to build the temple. So the Shamir stone is a very real supernatural being from the Bible, and I put it in the compass. And this supernatural being is actually from Atlantis. And so the, um, the dragon, well, um, Arca's brother, who is Einstein, um, Raka, uh, becomes a doppelganger and chases young Albert through history for the compass because it has the Shamir in it. And the Shamir does some really sweet holographic things during the story and uh, supernatural and comes alive. And the boys in the story, Albert and his friend Johan, um, they don't know what really uh, this, this compass is really all about. So the story unravels and goes through, and the Shamir Stone and the compass take you on this journey through the story. And all the characters around the story uh, are around the compass. So it becomes a character in its own self. But that's basically, that's kind of how I wanted to bring the story alive was through this compass. And uh, as I'm writing, I also keep in mind story and pacing. So you have to have the history, the background, you have to have the characters and how they're dressed and their language, but you also have to have pacing. And so I learned, and watching television, you see how stories change like every 10 minutes, you'll see a shift and a transition. So I keep in mind, as I'm writing the story, I'm, I'm seeing each scene, each chapter is a scene, and there's going to be a change every so often because People have to have this feeling of change and, and, and transformation and the story is going along and the, and the characters are getting excited and the compass is taking off and the dragon is chasing everybody. So you have to have that kind of excitement 
So I wrote the story like it would be a movie. And actually, that's one of my goals, is to have this story become alive on the big screen, possibly through Netflix or in, in some way on the big screen. And that's basically how I wrote it. Um, took me about four years and a lot of change, and <laughs> it was pretty exciting. But we, I wrote it as a thriller, and it does have a thriller ending, as you have seen. Um, not like any other story you're going to see. It's written like a science fiction fantasy thriller, and the end will just knock your socks off. We're talking with Grace Blair. The book is Einstein's Compass. People are loving it. Midwest Book Review says Einstein's Compass is more than just another time travel story, but one of soul-searching, enlightenment, and classic struggles between good and evil. And uh, Jackie Murray, the author of uh, Ask a Tech Teacher, if you've got young scientists in your family, says, I recommend Einstein's Compass. It's historical fan fiction with a magic fantasy built on top of the factual world of Albert Einstein. It's a book about the young Albert and how Albert takes that compass and heads all over uh, uh, lots of fantastic places, including the lost city of Atlantis. Uh, Grace, when I talk to, to some authors, they say that doing the research for a book is, is sometimes their favorite part. Is, is doing the research something you enjoy, or is it, is it a slog for you? Was that the tough part, and writing the fantasy elements the, the fun part? I love research. Uh, I can't, in business, it was one of the things I did the, did most. Of, and so I brought that skill into writing uh, fiction. I love doing research. I uh, get lost in it. And, and probably the book could have gotten out faster if I hadn't done so much research. Because you get lost in it. How much do you put into a story that you learned? This, this man lived a, quite a long time. And those 20 years that I, I put in the story, there's a lot there. Um, and there's a lot I, I, I had to um, curtail because it's a young adult fiction book. I couldn't put in that he smoked when he was in, in, in school. <laughs> and, there's, and, you know, he had relationships, that, um, sexual relationships. I couldn't put that in the book. So, you know, there's just certain things that you just – my editor said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love research, and it was so rich in that. And Atlantis, too, Edgar Cayce's Atlantis is just amazing. Um, so it's one of the, my more fun things to do, and um, uh, I, I just it's just fasc- fascinating. You touched on working with an editor, and for the authors who may be listening to the show today, and by the way, we're talking with author Grace Allison Blair, uh, who wrote the award-winning book Einstein's Compass, Tell me about the role of an editor and an editor giving you notes and what type of editing they do and if you find that uh, valuable. Editing is the, one of the most important elements in, the, in really creating and crafting a book for um, publishing, for people that will read your story. Um, there's, there's, it's a craft, and I'm grateful to have Kathy at Bublish and all of her team who really helped me um, put the story together in the way that it, it just flows. They're, they just have um, um, a grasp on language that authors and, you know, we just write the story, but they have, it's a craft, and they just know how to make those words flow so that the story flows. I can't say enough about editing. It's important, um, as well as 
all the grammar and punctuation, um, book layout, uh, proper cover. It sells the book. You have to have a good story and a, a, a good editor makes it even better. The author is Grace Allison Blair. The book is Einstein's Compass, and you can look up Einstein'sCompassBook.com or find the book on uh, Amazon.com at bookstores everywhere. Ask for it by name, and if you've got a, a, a Harry Potter fan in your family or a Hunger Games fan, this book is right there in that young adult fantasy world. Um, when you go out to, to talk about this book to others, and, and if somebody says to you, so Grace, you know, What's this book about? Give me the elevator pitch. How, how do you describe it you know, quickly and easily so that people can wrap their head around what Einstein's Compass is all about? Is it a, a fantasy book? Is it a, is it a science fiction book? What, how do you describe Einstein's Compass? I say young Albert Einstein lived during the horse and buggy days. How did he come up with his theory of relativity during that time period? So what if he was really from Atlantis? And he was trying to remember what he did back then. And what if he had an evil brother who became a doppelganger? And he had a compass that his dad gave him when he was a boy. This was really true. And what if that compass was supernatural? What if this took him on his journey? And uh, scientific discoveries and dragons and elements of supernatural um, things happened during the story. Wouldn't you like to read that book? You've, you've talked me into it. I think I'm right there in that world, and, and I am far from a young adult, but it's got lots of, lots of action, lots of adventure. If it sounds like it's your kind of book, be sure to check out Grace Allison Lear's young adult fiction novel, Einstein's Compass, a time traveler adventure, available at Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere, ask for it by name, and you can find out more about the book on uh, Grace's excellent website, EinsteinsCompassBook.com. That's Einstein's Compassbook.com. Grace Allison Blair, thank you for taking a few minutes to talk with us today. Best of luck on the book. Well, thank you, Burke. Thank you for having me, and happy Pi Day. Happy Pi Day to you, too. Hey, wherever you are, wherever you are today, thank you so much for being a part of our day. Go out and make it a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody. <laughs>